when you graduate, it wasn't a question of do I go to corporate or not. It was more, okay, what corporate job am I gonna go to? By the third year, parang I was really just looking around at everyone. I was observing people and I was thinking, okay, ganito ba talaga forever? Getting hobbies. Well, it's like my first time to have a hobby. No? <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of pathetic, but <laughs> it's the truth. People sort of had this idea of where I was gonna end up. Mm-hmm. So when I sent out invites, they're like, "Das pinida, I'm going to Shargal." Everyone was like, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Ange. Hello. Good morning. Good morning. Thanks for taking the time to join me today. You know, when I was a freshman, I recall looking up to you since you were the president of our home organization during that time. I think that throughout the course of college, in many ways, um, the things that you did became a definition of what success meant to me eventually. You were active in orgs, you know, flying across the globe for case competitions and getting career offers from sought-after companies. So I think I was in awe and surprised about your bold shift from that life to living in the island and going back to your roots. And for someone who also recently left the corporate world, I just wanted to learn more about your story. Salamat, flattered naman ako. College in a nutshell is a very humbling experience because I am not from Manila, so I'm originally from Butuan City, which is where after eight long years, leave naman ulit ako. And we come from a small town, and you think that you're really smart and really kind of brilliant. And then you go to Ateneo, it's a very humbling experience. So for the first two years, it was very, very humbling. You know, especially going into that course that you went to, so many geniuses around you. But then I found my niche. I like, I enjoyed being in the org that I found myself in. And then, through mentors I had in the org, upperclassmen, I also found out that I enjoy presenting to people. I enjoy building on ideas. So college for me was, I had no expectations. I didn't really know what was going to happen. I'm an eldest child. I was the first one that went to Ateneo in my family. So it was really a lot of opportunities that came because of other people. And I really have God and my mentors to thank for all these things that came my way. So it was just a bunch of surprises. Um, of course, as you mentioned, the most fun I had was because of the organization, the people, and then a big part was face competitions, which paved the way for a lot of things for me. So highlights were being able to travel and represent the school, represent the country for these trying the country. The marketing world for Olympics. That was really those were really the highlights for me. So college was it was really a blessing. Like, I don't know how those things happened, but when it came, like I was just I had a yes attitude and I made the most out of it. And I had a lot of people to help me along the way. And you mentioned earlier about finding your niche in college. I feel yeah. like I, I had the same kind of experience. <laughs> I thought in a way, college to me was also just trying to find my group. So I also come from the province. And I think I did also kind of feel that humbling experience to be surrounded with such brilliant and amazing people. But at the same time, I, I, I do get that. I think at first, I was kind of struggling also a lot to find where I really belonged because I was the outsider, the spectator, in that really big pond. And how did you say that you found that group of yours? Well, 
So, syempre, as you mentioned, nga, di ba, coming from the province, it's really intimidating because everybody knows each other na. Like, you have all these big schools and even when it comes to projects for different orgs, parang they work together na before in their own proms or in their own school fair. It's kind of overwhelming if you think that you were smart before. So, okay, honestly, first sem pa lang, I already knew na hindi ako mag-graduate with honors. So, I had to find another niche. Okay, so I'm not the smart one anymore. What can I do? It was, it was. I think number one was finding people I was comfortable with and finding people that were open, were open to each other. We could support each other, could study together, cram together. At first, it was really getting over a lot of intimidation um, because you realize that these people that are already comfortable in this environment, it's not like they're trying to push you out. Naman. It just so happens na high school to college was an easier transition for them. And um, I think it's even harder for people from the province because you have there's just this inferiority complex in general. Even when you start working, right? Your colleagues from the province sometimes they're not as comfortable when they come to Metro Manila. I remember when I was in college, I made it a point to kind of reach out to those people that I saw. Parang, parang I can tell sometimes now, okay, this person is shy, but I know that they have a lot of things that they can offer. Even if we didn't end up pursuing our art, you still see them shine in other places. I really remember having those one-on-one -on -one talks with people from the province and seeing them talaga. Like, it's the first time that someone's talking to them straight. Na parang, especially those who are Bisaya. Parang, okay, um, you're not alone and you can do this. It's really fun finding people that you can connect with, that you're comfortable with, and knowing that you're not alone in this journey. And not and getting over that intimidation. Because people aren't there naman to kick you out. You just have to change your mindset and be open. Yeah, that's that's really true. I think a lot of people just worry a lot about what other people will think or what other people will say. And because of that, they don't want to do anything to really try or make that effort yeah. to connect with people. Because the first thing exactly. that stops them is their worry. Exactly. And there's, I think, even, there are a lot of clicks din kasi. Yeah. So, I think towards the end of my college years, since I was the officer, I met a lot of people from different clicks. So, like when you would go into the cafeteria, like I was the type of person that wasn't afraid to sit down at any table. But then I realized with other friends, but that's not the case. But I'm giving past the message, like, actually talk to this person and ask if it's possible. Pass the message, pass the message. And I realized that a lot of people really try to stick within their comfort zone. So, I think what's important for me is that. Number one, that I said that when you find those people that you're comfortable with, you use it as a home base, but don't use it as a limitation. Just because you're comfortable with these people doesn't mean, okay, it's na forever. If you want to take it even further, you use that home base as, as a place where you always feel safe, where you always feel comfortable, you get your, you get your confidence from there, and then go explore, like meet other people, and you know that you always have these people to come back to support you and be truthful to you. I can say with confidence that those handful of people that were my support in college. It's really something that you build on and not something that you limit yourself to. Yeah, and I think it's also great that maybe that very difficult experience for you during that time allowed you to become that better person who would reach out uh, when you were already older, when you were already an officer. And I think that's really great being able to learn from those difficult experiences to help yeah. you know, other people who might be feeling the same thing as you when you were younger. And as you moved from college to corporate for the first time, what made you decide to get into the corporate life or role? Okay. I don't know if you can relate to this, but 
I think because of the way that our course was structured and because of all the extracurricular things that that surrounded that course and that community. When you graduate, it wasn't the question of do I go to corporate or not? It was more, okay, what corporate job am I going to go to? That was kind of the mindset that most people would take out from that college experience. I believe only a handful of people took options aside from corporate and I think that's because the mindset that you get, especially seeing all of your quote-unquote mga idols or uh, mentors from upper batches, you, you look up to them in college and you see where they go and it's all like, okay, this person it's all Thing. This person went to finance, this person went to FMCG. So it creates these paths for you that I think at the time you don't realize it's all within corporate. That had a big effect on me seeing my college mentors go all in the corporate direction. Yeah, and knowing these big corporations, Trump in the market, talaga yun. <laughs> they really. It's it's a it's a funnel talaga like from school to competition which is sponsored to recruitment. It's really it's it's really great for a student to see those things and have something to aspire towards. So I was one of those people that really yes that's what I want to do like I want to go like international um, with my dream job in the FMCG and create huge beautiful campaigns. So those are the stars in my eyes when I graduated from college. <laughs> I I think I can also relate to that since we did come from same course and same school. I guess after college or towards the end of college, you know, life was really telling everyone around me was really telling me the answer was to start off joining these boot camps and then you get an internship in this company and, and it kind of shows that or it feels like rather that that's the only route that you can go through exactly. you have that pressure to get a job to perform and you start thinking that oh you know i didn't do all that extracurricular work in college right for nothing i had to do all of this for my resume and i can't not exactly. get a good job anymore this is literally what my college was leading me up to i think and the thing is you don't realize that that's being said to you. Like, it's just what you're surrounded with the whole time you're there. It really wasn't a question. It was more of, okay, I'm going to send out my resume to all of these corporate big names and see who gets back to me, right? Or like, see who calls. Because when you're done with college, you compare notes naman with your friends. Parang exam lang, right? Like, yeah. Hey, you offer. <laughs> <laughs> and when you transition from college to corporate, how was the corporate life like for you? Honestly, it was like an extension of college for me versus high school to college, which is like both totally different environment. I think that the type of job I got into after college was really, I, I really, I was really prepared for it. I would say exactly what you mentioned earlier. You did all of these extracurricular things to kind of start you in that path. So for me, it was marketing. When I got the job in marketing, everything just felt like it was what I was trained for. Um, sure, you continue to learn. So it was more of the building blocks I had in college. I was really using those and building on it with what I learned from my corporate mentors. And it's a factor a lot of people from our course ends up there anyway. So yeah. <laughs> when you when you enter the office, it's like, oh, it's the it's so-and-so from this org or that org. And they're all kind of familiar faces. Yeah, going to corporate environment-wise, it was familiar but then I think what I wasn't prepared for was going into corporate the lifestyle lifestyle wise yung may 9 to 5 ka na minsan like 9 to 9 kami kasi traffic <laughs> yeah. baka it's just like college you know, that kind of cram culture or not naman in a bad way but that you always come to work and give more give more and keep going keep pushing parang that carried over to how I was in corporate I don't know what did you experience like work-life balance parang wala talaga kami first two years 
Well, for me, what did I experience? I think it was similar, especially when you're put into your first job or your program. It was similar also, I think, in a way, to my first year in college that I, ha- I felt like I had to prove myself. So, mm-hmm. and, and because of that, plus the hustle culture of, of corporate, I guess that made me want to push even more and more. Sometimes, even though they wouldn't ask for it anymore, like I felt the need to do that all the time because that's what I was yeah. trained to do. That's what I learned to do. And, and I think that really is true. Like That was what made it kind of an extension to college. Yeah. Because yeah. now you're dealing with real targets. Right? Because in college, when you have a marketing competition, you just have to finance. Yeah. Like, <laughs> oh, this was 20%. It's totally like, if you say 20%, then you can say 20%. Oh my God. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Now the, the outcomes are, or the KPIs that you have to reach are really real. I think that's also it, that added pressure because, you know, people rely on it, everyone else, all the other departments rely on it, your, your bonus, your yeah. salary relies on it. So I think compounded pressure also affects you when yeah. you get into work. You know, that saying, you have those colored glasses on, you have those glasses on, like everything is, it's like your fantasy almost, and then you take it off and it's reality. So I think when I was in corporate, I came on to those glasses i was very well, i really had these ideals that i wanted to push for i really had an idea of okay this is my three year five year ten year goal this is where i want to see myself and i was so focused on the goals and it took me a while to realize okay this is what it really is this is what it really means for to be in course when you set the goals you just see the glitz of the glamour now okay this person is traveling the world this person is receiving awards Um, this person is mentoring so many people but then the moment you have the job already for me the biggest thing that struck me was okay this is the lifestyle pala that that person needs this is the lifestyle that you sign up for when you have this job so it was a really like grounding experience to see that this is the hustle behind that image of success that i had it was a very grounding experience i think the first two years i was really fueled by willpower and ambition i was in my first job for three years by the third year parang i was really just looking around at everyone i was observing people and i was thinking taking it talaga forever Because uh, you you're you're surrounded by your coworkers, yes, but also your managers and your managers' managers and your senior senior managers. Um, I what I noticed was yes, the job gets more exciting in other ways. The responsibility is bigger, the perks are bigger, but the lifestyles are very comparable. Yeah, like you can kind of see that this is where it ends up after how many years. So you're all in the same office. I think it was at that point when I was kind of struggling with if this is what it takes to achieve that ambition I had of being in that position 10 years from now. Am I willing to go through all of this that that person went through on the day-to-day? The metaphor is This is what it takes. Pala. Don't get me wrong, I, it's not that I didn't respect these leaders until now. Like I really look up to these people. a matter of do I want to live their day-to-day lives or am I willing to do what it took for them to get there in this corporate world. So after a few months of making money, actually, I think after, let's be honest, like after a whole year of making okay. money in my job, <laughs> I realized, okay, baka hindi nga. Baka it's an opportunity for somebody else, not me. So <laughs> when did you shift then on your third year out of your corporate job and, and how did that happen? Uh, it was a it was a long process. I mean, it was a year. It wasn't like a, a mood change na, okay, I hate it, I'm done. It wasn't like that. It was a struggle simply because it was really my dream job. 
So it's a sort of, if I could call it, existential crisis in, in a way. Because you're trying to redefine who you thought you would be in the near and the far future. So I think what happened was that the gradual shift that happened was because I started getting into a lot of hobbies outside the office. Finally, I had the money to pursue hobbies that I always <laughs> wanted to do. Yeah. So I was actively pursuing hobbies in my attempt to have work-life balance. Because of those hobbies, I ended up doing a lot of water sports. I was going traveling for surf, training for free dive. I started getting into the crafting communities. I was making all of these random stuff, learning how to do things with my hands. So because of all of these hobbies, it was the only time that it opened my eyes that there are a lot of different careers that you can have. Because in college, it was all geared towards corporate. Because that's the environment you're surrounded by. Like, we can't blame everyone for having the same dreams. Because we never heard in that environment. Yeah. But once I started getting hobbies, well, it's like my first time to have a hobby. No? <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of pathetic, but <laughs> the truth. So when I started getting hobbies, I started meeting all of these people that had such different stories than what I knew. My freediving instructor used to be an aircraft engineer for PAL. My surfing guide, my surfing instructor was, she was a teacher, she was a linguist, and all of these other things. So you start to see, okay, there are different ways that life can go. And there are a lot of people that have done that shift. So it, it planted a seed in my head. This isn't the only way that life can unfold or that a career can unfold. And then I think I was very blessed to have a very supportive boss for my last stint. Yeah, all of my bosses were supportive, but my last boss, she really like, she was the type of person that if she comes into the office and she feels something weird with her aura, she'll be like, okay, what's wrong? So she really kind of forces you to talk about it, but I really appreciate it the month. In the end, she was really encouraging me now. Okay, Ange, you're young. Her analysis of me was that I was getting fidgety and I was kind of looking outside, but I wasn't sure what was out there. But her advice to me was stay in this job, but take a peek already what's out there so that you know. Because I knew that the opportunity I had in my job was really good and I didn't want to bet it on something else. But she just said that take a peek out there. So she was allowing me to go to interviews. She was allowing me to entertain, to explore. She said that if you find something that you like, go for it. But if you don't, at least you have peace of mind that you tried to see what was out there. So after a few months, I ended up leaving. <laughs> ended up leaving for um, an opportunity at that time. Up until that point, this whole story, from college to my first job, it was a super controlled environment. The people that you are that are around you in school and in corporate, they're brilliant people. They all have a certain standard. Of course, HR, so you don't let in just whoever, right? School and big corporate um, environments, they really shield you from a lot of things that go on in, in the real world. It really creates a bubble for you to thrive in. When I got out of that bubble, like I really had a lot of difficult experiences, people. What I learned to do was I learned how to discern. I learned it the hard way. When you get out of corporate, and it's a kind of like a free-for-all, um, and you really, really have to learn how to discern who are people that you can trust and who are people that you should stay away from. And it's not just people, it's opportunities also. Like, you really have to learn what are opportunities that are good for you and that make sense versus opportunities that might feel good or might be exciting, but actually, like, it has a lot of red flags. 
going out of corporate, I was exposed to a lot of opportunities that, syempre ako, like, oh, let's go, let's do it. Yes, yes, yes. So, yung yes attitude ko, nandun. Do But then, after a while, like, there were really some opportunities that didn't work out and I had to learn those lessons. Um, really have to learn how to discern and reflect and really pray for guidance with these things. Because there's no system that protects you anymore. It's really a different world <laughs> out there. I, I think I, I also did feel a similar experience when you were kind of um, going through that transition. For me naman, I was staying because, you know, I was growing and I was learning and I was about to get promoted and all of that. And honestly, I felt like I had nothing better to do anyway. So why not just stay here because I don't know what I want to do. Yeah. But I think what made that shift naman for me, if for you, it was doing all your hobbies. Especially during this day and age, for me, it was just the quarantine. Because <laughs> <laughs> the quarantine just really forced me to sit, stay at home, and, and yeah. not go out and do anything. And just think for myself for the first time. Which I think yeah. I, I haven't done in, in forever, in so long. Yeah. And I think that's when I started to want to try out, not really hobbies, but just try different things that maybe would interest me, maybe wouldn't. At least I tried anyway. I started taking all the guts and side of me to randomly talk to people na, okay, like this person seems like an interesting fella. I'm gonna just reach out to that person. And then, I don't know, I think it kind of reached that point now where I realized na, wow, like this bubble is so small. Like I thought all my life, this is what it would be. Yeah. And then, yeah. just knowing that there are so many other careers, so many other things that people could pursue because I guess during the time, I was just thinking of say in corporate or maybe getting an MBA, that typical path. And yeah, then, exactly. yeah. realizing that wow, there are so many other courses out there. There are so many other jobs out there. There's so many other things you can volunteer in out there. And I think you being generally interested in something will reflect also it. People who you talk to will start seeing that light in you because you're interested in other things. I think that's what kind of helps you realize what you you like and what you don't like. And it's also that that allows you to kind of take that jump. Yeah, so I think that's a conviction that you start to build. See, when you put yourself out there, you're not gonna like everything that you experience. Yeah. But there's an opportunity that you will find those things that really interest you. And honestly, I think that what you will find yourself gravitating towards, somehow it won't be a surprise in a way. For an example, when I got into surfing, when I got into diving, it just felt right because I knew that I was always, I always loved being in the water. When you put yourself out there, what happens usually is that you're gonna pick up on old interests and old hobbies you had maybe when you were younger that will just come to life in a new way. Because I, I do macrame, so I do, it's like a weaving sort of thing. And when I started getting into that, I realized that when I was in grade school, I was making a lot of those, you know, those friendship bracelets yeah, to yeah. give all your best friends. Yeah, so I was one of those people that were selling it for 20 pesos. So <laughs> it's just amazing. I think it's very encouraging when you see that these little interests that you had before and you meet people that have actually made a livelihood or you see people that are living a lifestyle where they can afford the time to do these things. But obviously, everything comes at a trade-off. You can't expect to have a corporate salary when you're not in corporate. <laughs> you know, you can't expect to have corporate benefits like healthcare and all of these things when you're not in corporate. You really have to find a way to make it work for you and what you need. Getting out there and talking to people and making genuine connections. 
So what you said about not being afraid to reach out and talk to people and have those connections with them based on your interests and just have those authentic conversations. The reason that I was able to move to Shargao was because I made friends there when I was traveling. The reason why I made the move was because there was a friend that owned a tour company and she was leaving for the States for three months to visit her, her family. And she just needed someone to manage her place for three months while she was gone. So she called me up. I have no like family connection to this person. The only connection we had was that I went on her boat tour two or three times and we really like connected. She liked me, I liked her, so we kept in touch. So that was a simple opportunity that was made just because you had a genuine conversation with someone. And it doesn't happen all the time that these people are nice and that they're good people. But when it does, it's really amazing what can happen from there. So yeah, like I never thought that would happen. But just because you had those conversations, that relationship, wow, suddenly in <laughs> and it's so nice how, how things worked out for you also. I think that's so true. I, I wouldn't say that I make a career out of it. Like I'm just trying to explore stuff. But I did realize that when I did start exploring things, I, I did start going back to things that I enjoyed when I was younger. When I was 10 or 9, for example, I used to write a lot for fun. Wala lang, I, I used to do it. And then high school happened and college happened. And in the courses I was in, it was so math-centered, math-focused. And I honestly wasn't really the best. I didn't think I was the best at it. So I had to work extra hard and, and with that I think the trade-off was letting go of the writing and reading and all of that. So I, I realized that when I started exploring things, the first thing that came to me naturally, even though I haven't done it, like I was so rusty, haven't done it in like 10-13 years, it was to just write again. You don't even realize it but eventually you will find yourself going yeah. back to your room. And I think also similar for me, it was talking to people so I just reach out to people and it's interesting like how one thing kind of just leads to another by just having those conversations with them. Or you, you come in and you just want to learn something or just have that connection with them. And to your surprise, every now and then it turns into like an opportunity or something that you can work on together or a chance to build your relationship even further. And and that's such a great thing that I think a lot of people miss out on or don't really Just realize. because they're shy or <laughs> yeah, like I remember my, my Bertada as I was going along this crazy journey journey. Because of what I did in college and because of my first job, people sort of had this idea of where I was going to end up. Mm -hmm. So when I sent out invites, they're like, Despinita, I'm going to Shargao. Everyone was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? Because it had already become so natural for me to make friends and, and see it happen around me that will take the lead on something. But when I started to talk to my friends from college again, I realized how foreign the idea was to them. If you haven't stepped out of that box, it's really hard to grasp for a lot of people. It didn't discourage me naman. It's just interesting to see you really have a different journey. So many of my friends are doing the MBA international route and I bet they have a lot of different experiences. But this is a whole other route also that when it's less structured and it's really a lot of uncertainty. But there's a lot of growth. And I think what you said about opportunities, yeah, when you make connections and these opportunities come up. I just think that one thing I learned, which I want to just emphasize for people that are going into this, taking that shift into the unknown, be careful. I know that it's great 
to just think meet someone and sparks fly brand name and instagram page and 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 like website what i learned and i kind of learned this the hard way you really have to discern um you really have to keep calm and make any rash decisions on um, the best decisions you ask guidance from god you ask guidance from people that you look up to that know that they have your best interests in heart and take all of those into account because the resounding theme in my experience is not everything that glitters is gold. I think that's the reality check that I had to learn. Talaga. Not everything that glitters is gold. Like just because this person speaks well, just people out there, especially when you're young and you're putting yourself out there, there are a lot of older people that have been in your shoes. Everyone knows how to tell you what you want to hear. It's not hard to know that okay, this person is interested in ganito ganyan, so I'm gonna tell this person like there's an opportunity in this and that because a lot of people will see your energy they will see your passion. Some people might just want to use it for their own interests. Okay, sorry if it's kind of somber, but this is the reality <laughs> check that, that yeah. I had. So, so you really have to discern and look into a person's character before you look into the opportunity. I think when you're, especially if you're going into this freelance entrepreneur kind of route, it's the best thing to work with someone based on their character. Okay, you can work with anyone as a client. Like think of like a partnership, you're thinking of building something together. You really have to look at their character. And of course, you have to be self-aware, but that's really where things will matter. Especially if you're going into business, you're starting something out. When things get tough, can you trust your character and can you trust your partner's <laughs> character? So, and how many times na parang it feels right? Oh my God, it's a sign. Like, oh my God, it feels right. I feel like this is the opportunity I've been waiting for. Blah blah blah. Try tingnan mo yung person. Look at where it's coming from and see if that's really someone that you want in your life for the next how many years, or someone that you want to deal with on a daily basis. That's true, and I feel like that's also kind of often overlooked. 